Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tanel, for today, Sunday, January 17th. We thank you guys for joining us. Uh, We're excited about tonight's show. We have a wonderful guest on with us tonight. But first, let me just remind you that if you have a a question or comment, you can give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. I'm going to turn it over to Denise, and she's going to introduce our guest. If I can get on here, let's see. All right, I don't know what's happening here. Hold on. Sorry, I was on mute. Sorry. Oh, Okay. (laughs) Good evening, everyone, and again, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Um, Just really quickly, I will be on Twitter for a tweet chat, so you can join us at beauty underscore talk. Again, we are at beauty underscore talk, and we will be using the hashtag beauty talk. So tonight we have with us none other than the Debbie Young, (laughs) film and television makeup artist, dear friend of ours. Uh, great mentor, great woman. Um, we welcome her to tonight's show. Um, trust me, you may want to take out uh, a pen and paper because you're going to learn something tonight. And um, hopefully we will all be uh, better makeup artists after tonight's show and learn uh, what to do and what not to do. So please welcome uh, Debbie Young to tonight's show. Hey, Deb. Hey. Both. Thank you both for having me. You're welcome. So Thank you for joining us. So honored you to are, be here. Oh, we are honored to have you here, actually. Um, we were talking earlier, um, and we wanted to bring this to the show tonight. We are talking about set etiquette and just etiquette in general in the beauty industry. Um, and I know we all have stories we could share, um, but also advice that we could give to people who maybe just don't know uh, what they need to be doing on set. So um, I wanted to start off by asking you, Debbie, um, tell us a little bit about why set etiquette is important. Well, set, I think set etiquette is important, number one. In the makeup trailer, this is where the actors start their day. And it's it's up to me, you know, when I'm department head, 
to have a space that they can come get ready for their character, makeup, hair, and sometimes just to be quiet in that space because they may have an emotional scene or, um, you know, or, or just want to go over their lines, whatever it may be. But what I generally do is I just like that space to always to be a happy space and a space that they can feel safe. They sometimes take personal phone calls, and you may be privy privy to a personal conversation, and discretion is very important, you know, not to repeat what, you, what you've heard. And, um, and then sometimes, you know, people are just so, you know, just happy to be there. I'm talking about the makeup and hair people. They may not be thinking about what the actor might have on their mind before they go out and do their do their thing. So I usually tell people, look, if they come in and they want to talk and talk about the weekend or whatever, then we can have that conversation. But if they're quiet or they may say, excuse me, I need to put my earplugs in or something like that, then I know that they need some quiet time. And so we shouldn't be in there telling them about what we did over the weekend or last night. Right. So it's just, exactly. it's just a very... Yeah, it's a very, I just feel like it's a very um, safe space for them to come in to to get ready to go out there to do what they have to do and not think about having a bad experience in the makeup trailer, you know, before they go out. And some people get it, some people don't. Absolutely. It's it's important. And you know what else? I I was thought about when you were talking, I thought about this one movie that our department headed and what you'll find is you'll find that every actor is different. So yes. like you said, you wanna create a space where they where they feel safe. But also you'll have you'll have actors that come in and they wanna talk. Some of them talk yep. so much, you know, like too much. And then, then you'll have those ones that really don't want to talk at all. And I remember on this particular show, there was this one actress who I knew that she was um, going back and forth to L.A. because she was working on another project. And so she would sometimes arrive in Atlanta that morning and then come straight to set. So I don't know about anybody else, but I probably, you know, after a flight from the – from the West Coast, the time difference, all of that, I probably wouldn't be talking a lot either. And so basically when she sat in the chair, sat in the chair, you know, we exchanged good mornings and that kind of thing, but that was it. And I wouldn't say anything else because I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's tired. I'm not going to initiate any conversation unless she says something to me. You know, you know when to, well, most people anyway should know when to, you know, when to talk and when not to. Um, and she was one of the, one, one of the actors that, like, we, would do, we were doing an overnight scene, and she left, like, after she finished her part in one scene, before we started our next scene, she left. She was finished. She was wrapped for the, you know, for the, for the movie. And when I got, when we wrapped, like, in the wee hours of the morning, when I got back to the trailer, she had left a note at my station, 
you know, and pretty much just saying, you know, thank you for, you know, taking care of me on the show and that kind of thing. But also she said in the note, she said, and I thank you so much for your quiet spirit. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? And and I was just like, oh, wow. And it, it, it makes you think, like, you know what? And she said, and it was greatly appreciated. Yes. That's why you I know, always say every actor is different. Every actor is different. And, and their workload on any given day. Right. There, there's some days where there's a lot of dialogue or they have to remember, a, you know, a lot of lines or they have to go to a deep, dark place for emotion. And I, I've had directors call me the night before and say, Debbie, look, you know, the actress that I'm working with in the morning, she's going to have to go somewhere really dark to pull out the emotion. And I just want to make sure that you're there to help her come out of it, you know, at the end of the day and take care of her right. as she's getting there. So is this all of that? And I just think most often you just have to be mindful what are, what are we there mm-hmm. for? Okay, we're there to, of course, do the makeup, to have the characters that we read lift off the page onto the screen. Okay, right. and some people do that really well. But you have to also think about what, what are your goals, what are your motivations? When I go to a job, I want to do the best job that I can possibly do because I've been given the opportunity. But sometimes people come with other motivations. You right. know, I've had I've I've had people call me when they knew that I was going to department head a job and call me and say, Hey, I heard you got the job. I really would like for you to hire me as your key because I did interview with a producer and I really vibed with that producer and I thought it'd be great that we could <laughs> hang out. And I'm like, What? <laughs> you you know, that's yeah. not why you're there. You know, it's just ludicrous to me. You know, that's not why you're there. We're there to get those words off the page and on the screen and do Mm -hmm. it, you know, with the utmost grace, you know. And, and, you know, and when I interview, I tell producers all the time, whoever I'm being interviewed by, you know, sometimes my jobs may be requested by a director or another makeup person or a hair person or a producer. You know, or, or an actor. I could be requested by any one of those. But when I'm doing the interview and, you know, and at doing the interview time, you, you, you're coming with what you have. You know, and sometimes um, people have other motives. They're not thinking about so much the job. They're thinking about, I want to come and hang out. And, and that's just right. how I'm going to get it. And, and generally, I, I tell the producers and whomever that's interviewing me at the time that, look, I have an excellent reputation of running a very happy makeup trailer that's very mm-hmm. efficient. So you want it to be joyful, but you want to be able to get that work done, too. You know, right. so right. It's, it's a and 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 you can, I can usually... Um, recognize the ones that didn't really come to do the work. You know, there's some right. people who want to be in the business, but they don't want to do the business. Right. You know. So. Right. And, it, and it's so funny um, because I'm thinking about everything that you both just said, and the whole time I was thinking, you know, and, and 
don't get me wrong on what I'm about to say because I know this is not the case for everybody. Um, but some people don't realize that the actors are not your friends. When you go to work, you're not there to be friends with the actors. Now, there, let me just say this first because I know like with you, Debbie, you have maintained relationships with actors from probably 15 years ago who are much like your family now. That's not the kind of thing I'm talking about. I'm just talking about people who, you know, they come onto set, they're working on a hair and makeup trailer, and they think just because, oh, wow, I get to do so-and-so, then, you know, that's your girlfriend for the, for the length of the project and beyond. And that's not the case. The actors aren't here to make friends. You're not, not, you're not at work to make friends. So, so don't come in. Like you're saying, you have to understand when to be quiet, when to speak, you know, and, and there's just certain things that you're, you're there on that trailer. There's just certain things that you don't really need to be doing. Gossip is one. Um, you know, it, a lot of times the actors really don't care what you did over the weekend or what you did the night before, unless you have that type of relationship with somebody. Yes. But sometimes, I mean, I see it all the time. People get in there and they're, they're acting as if these actors are their friends because they, you know, so far they have a pretty cool working relationship. And then a week or two later when the actor snaps on them, then all of a sudden it's a different story. Right. Because they they're have gotten too familiar too quick. Yep. You know, and I, I just, I, I, I just witnessed something like that recently. You know, where uh, A-list veteran actors, you know, came to the show very first day, very first day of work. Um, she's in the department head hair chair, and one of the persons in the, the hair department. She comes in for to get a a wig. She doesn't. She's not. She didn't see anybody but the actress, and she just came in, you know, like bust through the door. She knew the actress was gonna be there, and just went up and stuck her hand out to the actress' hand and said, "Hi, I'm this person," and um, you know, grabbed the hat hand. She introduced herself. She didn't even give her department head the opportunity to introduce her. And it, it was, okay. I, I'm just being real honest, you know, and it, it, was, know just, it, was, it, it was just, it was stunning, you know, to me, you know, I'm just, you know, it just came in like a whirlwind. And the, on the very same day, the, the A-list veteran actress, um, her assistant that was with her was talking to somebody at the other end of the trailer about her hair. And this same person jumps up out of her seat from one end of the trailer and goes up there and puts her hand in the person's hair and praying it with something. And the lady just said, oh, please don't. You know, I I can't do fragrances. This is the very first day she met her. And I'm just like, what is, what's wrong with this? You know, is this oh too much too soon? And so what happens then, then they're looking at the person, the person, you know, the, the hair person may have meant well, may have wanted to feel like she wanted to welcome them. But what they see is somebody that's 
overzealous, overzealous in their space, right. putting their hands in their hair when it's not professionally required, and right. spraying something on them. You know, and it so you have but one time to make a great impression, and people That's don't right. understand that. You know, they don't seem to know how you may occur to other people. And what they probably got from that is that, you know, something, this, this is somebody that we don't want in our space, you know. And so you, you mess up your opportunity just, you know, jumping in too fast. And I, yeah, I just believe, that's right. you know, when you talk about friendships and things like that, I do have friends from over the years, like we may have been on a series for six years or five seasons, where you become a family then. But somebody right, that's been in there for a couple of weeks shooting, no, you don't. Mm, just, no. You know, it's no, let, let things develop organically. Mm-hmm. You know, not just right. so you can hang out or that you can just take a picture after meeting somebody one time and post it on social <laughs> media. Right, and that's yeah. another thing, right? Too, because and that was that was one thing I wanted to kind of get into a little bit tonight was was you know a little social media etiquette as well because I mean you have people like that day one the actor shows up and and people are already trying to to get photos with actors and and then and again they're not even the the person who's supposed to be taking care of the actor like I just think that that's a little too much. Like if it's the actor's last day and and you want to ask for a picture after they wrap, I get that because a lot of crew members do that after somebody wraps, they'll ask for a picture or whatever. I get that. This is the last time you're probably going to see them. But very first day, very first week, and you don't even take care of the person. You don't even know the person. You don't even know if they want to be bothered with you. And and people are asking for photos. And and on top of that, they are posting photos without the permission of the actors. That's right. That's right. You know, the actors generally have a clause in their contract that they have to approve all photos that go out, that they sign off on. So, you know, it's all of that. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Social media is really, uh, it's really tricky these days. And it's because of stuff like that, too. It's just really tricky. You have to be careful of what you're putting out there on social media, not just, you know, not just the, um, the actors that you work with or the actors who may be on the show that you're working on, but just, you know, some of your personal stuff that you're putting out there on social media is a bit much. And, you know, and it, and it's, to me, I feel like if, if you don't know how to properly combine personal and professional on one Instagram account, then I think you need to. Absolutely. Because, you know what I mean? If you're considering yourself a professional and, you're, and you want to go around saying, oh, I'm a, I'm a member of Local 798 or Local 706 or whatever, I'm a film and TV makeup artist or whatever, to me that's a big deal. It's a big deal to achieve that. So please make sure you're not, you know, you're not on this page, <clears throat> excuse me, on this page twerking and, 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 and I'm just going to say yeah. it, and your, boobs hang, and your boobs hanging out and things like that. To me that's just not professional. Like, Keep that on a private, personal page, if that's what you want to do. Because absolutely. people look at that. And nowadays, and nowadays um, there are many producers and directors, they will vet you by your social media page. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 
you know, they, they want to know, sometimes before they hire you, you know, they want to see, mm-hmm. I guess, how mouthy you are about, you know, what you do or if you're still in anybody's um, private business. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so many things. It can be used against you. You know, you can mm-hmm. do things in a tasteful way, in a professional way, but you can yeah. easily, like, in your the career that you're striving for by posting something that's, you know, just a little bit shady and, um, you know, they go to the next person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And another thing about Absolutely. posting on social media, another thing about posting on social media um, is I've, I've seen a lot of times where, um, particularly like hair and makeup crew members, you know, um, taking pictures of the talent in their costumes, posting it on social media, or I've seen a lot of it with background um, actors taking pictures in background, or even the the hair and makeup that's in background, taking pictures um, of the actors while on set in their costumes and posting it. You know, and most it's a big, of them it's have a big, the NDA. Right. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. They've signed a non-disclosure agreement, and they'll tell you no mm-hmm. photos on set, no photos mm-hmm. of them in costume. And I was doing, oh, my goodness, a, uh, what was it, um, working on my rainy. And, mm-hmm. and the publicist, oh, my God, saw this person taking photos of the principal actors in their costumes because they don't know. They, they, they run a really tight ship in publicity. They mm-hmm. don't want things to get out, you know, right. before they release it or before it's approved. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, and this lady, I worked this publicist I had worked with on a previous project. This is sweet as she could be, but she turned into, you know, like <laughs> when she she ran that person down, she made him delete the photos off of his telephone. Wow. You know, she was going to send him home because it it like it when you when they go and post something before they have the the opportunity to vet or approve what's being posted. And generally, they don't want anything out until they do the official trailer. Well, right. a lot of people don't think they're just trying to get a, a photo and, like, I was here, you know, where they don't care whether they were doing background or whatever. I was here, and I, 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 I just want to show this. No. And um, and the person, he just almost got thrown off the set. But she, she mm-hmm. went through his phone and delete everything. Wow. You know, and that's embarrassing. Yep. Very, you know, Very. you know, but it's a, you know, one thing I just say: come to do the job, and when you do your job well, you get the next job. That's that's, that's how you do. It. It's not relationships will build, like I said, organically. Those whoever's going to see you, see your your work, and decide they want to work with you again, they will. But you don't have they to will. do the most. I, I, yeah. I've had people coming to play, and when I say that, you know, I had an incident on one show where 
my kids had a water fight in the makeup trailer. Not what you do. Wow. Mm-mm. It's this, you know, so it's like, you know, you just, you, you're not viewed as a professional. Right. You know, not by actors, not by your colleagues. So all I'm saying is you go in with the best intentions of doing the best work and you get your next job. Mhm. Mhm. And that's Not really how it's been. Right. Well, how about Absolutely. this? Because when I when I saw this, I I, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, working in background, I was working in background on on a period show before, and you know everybody's like setting up their um, their stations and everything, and you know sometimes you just kind of take a peek to see how people set up their stuff or whatever. And I saw this one makeup artist setting up um, his station, and then I see him uh, set up um, a little uh, tripod with um, with his, I can't remember if it was his camera or his cell phone on the tripod. And I just started thinking, well, what is he going to do with this? <laughs> you know, and I, I didn't I didn't check back later to see what he was doing, but I'm like, well, what are you doing? I mean, are, are you shooting a how-to video? Are you shooting a, a day in the life of? Like, like, what are you shooting? Because why, you know, why are you setting that up? What's the purpose of all this? Like, you don't need to, even if you're shooting a how-to, like how to do whatever, periodize or something, that you still have a background person who's right there in front of that camera who, you know, that probably's gotten their hair done, they're probably dressed, all of that stuff. Like, what are, you, what are you doing with this? Like, I was really confused. Like, why is this happening right now? Like, like what, did you, did you I mean, ask what if we come to? <laughs> I didn't even ask him, and I should have. But I was just, like, blown away, like, just the nerve of people. Yeah. No, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. It, it's I, a lot. I'm just telling you what I like, and, and I tell you, and – I'm not always the department head, okay? They're friends who are asked me to come and run their background, just say on the right. period. But they know I'm going to come with my department head eyes, and I'm going to make sure that everybody gets through there. So when it goes up on the screen, it's what they want. They call mm-hmm. me because they don't have to worry about it. They can just deal with the principles in the trailer. So mm-hmm. it's not always like, your title, it's just doing the best job, bloom where you planted, wherever you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you just want to do great work. And 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 I'm telling you, and doing background sometimes, you get to learn a lot of things because you see other Absolutely. artists, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not setting up cameras and stuff, but you know, but you get to see, <laughs> you, know, you know, you get to see a lot of things. And and so, you know, all I'm saying is is that just have the right motivation when you come. And that's, again, to do a great job. There have been times when I've been asked, like, say, for instance, a film is shooting, just say, for instance, in Canada, but then they need to come to Washington, D.C. to shoot 
because they can see the like exteriors for the monuments or the mm-hmm. malls or whatever it might be. Um, mm-hmm. And so the the um, makeup artist for the principal actor or actress may send their makeup bag with their notes. Like maybe they don't travel, but they would like have me do it on the other end. When when I'm doing that person's, when I'm doing that actress's makeup, I'm going to follow the notes from the from their makeup artist because I want my work to be seamless. So you will know the difference between what they did and what I did. That's what I'm there for. I'm not right. there trying to show them a new technique or show them a new product or think that I'm going to get them as a client. That's not what I'm there for. I'm there to make that work seamless and so that the actress can get up out of my chair and not have a shady experience in a makeup artist's chair that she doesn't know. I want her to be able to get up and go out and know that she looks the way that she's supposed to look and she didn't have an unpleasant experience while she's there. And I call it honest collaboration. You know, just being honest. Mm -hmm about what you're doing because you're collaborating with the artists that you don't know who've trusted you to, to carry on their work for them. Absolutely. And also situation, these, I've been in a situation where, you know, like when you, when you're working with the actor, you talk to them in the very beginning, you know, sometimes they have a little input into how they want to look, you know, or cause they know what, how they want to how they want to look, even though the director gives or producer gives uh, specific um, instructions on what they should look like. They still may have a small input about something. Like somebody may not like a lot of line or rimmed around their eye or something like that. Some you know sometimes it's something really small. What I don't like is when you are on set and you tell another artist, okay, um, watch so-and-so actor until I get back, I'm going to run to the bathroom or I left something at the trailer. I need to go back. Whatever the situation is, you leave the bag with them. They're supposed to touch up. When you get back and you go back to the actor, the actor is saying to you, Oh, wow. You know, where where did you go? Um, So-and-so was touching me up and they don't like what so-and-so did because so-and-so changed something. Mm. that, you know what I'm saying? For instance, like a lot of makeup artists see something of like how you applied the makeup and in their eyes, it's wrong. She should have did it this way or she should have did it that way. So when right. you go to touch up, they call, they call themselves fixing it. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, the actress asked you to apply her blush a certain way because, you know, she has like a, really round, um, full face, and she doesn't, she likes blush applied a certain way. Yeah. So, okay, that's what you want, that's what you'll get. So the person coming behind you to fill in for you while you're gone for like five minutes or so is coming in, and they see how the blush is applied, and they're looking at it like, oh, that's wrong. So they're going to fix it. Right. (laughs) I don't need no fixing. We don't need people to come behind us and fix anything. No. And I've, I've and, seen that a couple times. What about continuity? 
Because right. I had a very similar thing. It's, it's in that maybe helping you out for the day or whatever. They don't know that maybe this is the look. They don't know that maybe mm-hmm. she should have smudgy eyeliner. You know, right. maybe they don't know that she cried in this scene that connects to this before. And it's supposed to look this certain way. Well, there was one time I had a, um, you know, I had to be on set with a actress all day. Um, it's a long scene. And I had another actress coming in that I've been doing. And I gave um, the makeup artist my the bag for the actress. And I said, all of her things are here. Here are the photographs. You know, just do her um, the way that you see her in the photographs. So when we broke for lunch, the actress that came in later happened to travel with her manager that day, and she wanted to introduce her manager to me. And they came over, but when she came over, she looked different. You know, her makeup was different. She had a different lip gloss, a lipstick on. And I didn't see her at that moment, you know, but when um, when she wasn't with the manager, I just said, "Is that your lipstick?" And she said, "No, this is what she put what she put on me." So I had to go and talk to the person that I given the instructions to, um, to like to make her up according to what was in the bag. If she had shot, I mean, if they had filmed her before I saw her, it would have been a big continuity. Mistake, because the lip color was entirely different. And when I asked mm-hmm. her about it, and she said to me, I said, why did, why did you change your lipstick? I gave you her lipstick. She said, well, I just thought this color would punch her up a little bit. You know, <laughs> that's we on an event. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> we are creating so, characters. <laughs> right. And, she, and I just couldn't believe it, because I'm just saying it's just, they, if people want to do, everybody don't do, I mean, I find a lot of makeup that you might see on social media, it's like more glamorous, you know, more mm-hmm. like, you know, like deep face flawless, which is beautiful. However, but when you're creating a character, that might not fit the character. I don't want to see people waking up in the morning. With a full face of makeup on, exactly right. And the directors don't want to see it either. Right. They don't. They want to see their hair messed up or whatever that they just waking up. So you can't, you know, you can't do that kind of makeup. You, every character should not have a full beat of makeup on their face. You know, sometimes they have to be a sweaty, snotty drunk. So, you know, you have to think about, right. you know, making snot, you know, sweat, you know, or they slobbering or whatever, you know, whatever that, whatever those words are saying, that's what I'm trying to create, you know. Right. And, right. and I've had, honestly, and I have had where actresses, you know, some actresses, they really, they want makeup. They do, you know, and I, I feel them. And but I've had directors. I don't want any makeup on them at all. I want them to look natural, you know, in this scene. And they be looking at me. Mm-hmm. The actors looking at me with pleading eyes. Well, I can do a no makeup look 
It doesn't look mm-hmm. like they have anything on, but at least it's maybe covering up their flaws or it's a very gentle, like a little gentle contour or something of their face or their nose or their mm-hmm. cheek, but it's no color yeah, at all. <laughs> so, right. you know, and I can get away with that, you know, and they don't think that they have makeup on when they go out there, you know, but, oh, my goodness. You just have yeah. to uh, make it according to the to the words on the page. I say follow the words on the page. Right. <laughs> right. And, you know, you just have all kinds of scenarios when it comes to that kind of thing. Because, like I said, again, people want to do makeup how they do makeup, um, but you run the risk of it not matching um, and honestly, when you're when you're asked to touch somebody up, it's just a touch up. Most of the time, it's about making sure they're not sweating or um, you know, or touching up lips, and pretty much that's it. Most, but a lot of a lot of times, artists want to go in for the touch up and kind of go over everything that they see. They may see the whole face in the bag. Some of them want to come and they want to go over everything, you know, that they see there, and that's not really the kind of touch-up you're supposed to be doing if you're not the one that's working with the actor. Right. And and because you, this is a, maybe another frame in the scene. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. You can't go from where they were to a whole full face. To a fresh face. Yep. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's that's probably one of the things with and I say makeup artist, but I mean, it could be a hairstylist as well, but that's something that um, some people don't pay attention to. They're not paying attention to the fact that we're going from, like you said, either one frame to the next or one scene to the next, um, and or we're, or we're even starting at a later period in a scene. Um, right. So... Everything is not going to always be 100% fresh face, you know, all the time. And people, I think they just miss that. They just, I just, I'm just here to do makeup. Or I'm just here to do hair. And the hair has to always be perfect, not paying attention um, to what, you know, to what, what the story is today. And that's, I think that's one of the things that people have to pay attention to. Like, you most of the time you don't give, your additionals, the script, the whole entire script to read. But, you know, we have mm-hmm. sides every day. And that the sides will give you the script for the day, the dialogue for the day, what's happening for today and the scenes that we're covering today. And so most people should really be looking those things over, even if they're not required to. Maybe they're, even though they're just there for background or what have you. But still, if somebody asks you, um, just to watch somebody cover them while I go to the bathroom, it would be good for you to know exactly what's going on if you're the type that do that does too much. You know what I mean? Like if you're the type that comes yeah. in and wants to go through that bag and, and do a little bit of everything, you might need to be one of those ones that, that look at that dialogue for today um, just to make sure you're not doing anything wrong. You know, another thing, too, you know, that I like to add to that is that I, information is power. And I feel, you know, when somebody hasn't been there, just say, for instance, I have a large cast background day. Maybe I'm doing a period movie. Or 
um, it doesn't have to be, period. But if I'm doing a large cafe and I want people to look a certain way, I generally like to do an email, explain the scene for the day so that they understand what this scene is all about. If it's period, a lot of times I have um, like a lip palette that I make up, like maybe with five or six shades in it for the period. Mm-hmm. So that I can make, I can control what's going on the lips. Because sometimes if, you know, I don't believe in, um, like if I'm doing a period piece that everybody should have the same eyebrow because it's 1936 or the mm-hmm. same lip color. I believe that they should, you know, like maybe every three or four people don't put any makeup on them at all. If I say I want them to have a natural face because everybody didn't wear makeup. Well, in 1930-something, they didn't have lip glass, gloss. And so you have to be real specific because you say natural today to some artists, they they will translate it as being a natural with like a little sparkly gloss or something that's super shiny and things like that. I just try to be very specific, like you know, no lip gloss, you know, no, I, I forgot the name. I can't even call the name of the fingernail um, with the white tip. The white tip fingernail. You know what I'm talking about? Print oh, print, print, print. I couldn't think yeah. of it either. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like I've been telling you know, check with that. Check with tattoos. Mm-hmm. You know, the, right. These women, I don't want everybody with the same eyebrows. Everybody didn't shape their eyebrows. Leave your eyes, some eyebrows bushy. And you right. know, and things like that. And then, of course, it depends on where, what part of the country is being shot. Is this a rural That's area? Right. Is this a more yep. sophisticated, like New York or Chicago? Mm-hmm. You know. So I just try to give as much information as possible so that they have that. Or if I can make palettes up so that they have the proper colors. I try to do those kind of things because I have, you know, and you learn, you know, I have, you know, explained like you just say natural. Everybody don't um, think of natural the same way. And you still right. may end with a very modern contemporary natural, which would not fit in the film at all. So, right. You, know, you just want to go in and, you know, and and you, I just want to give them enough information so that they can actually have it come out the way that you know. I plan. You don't want to be doing do overs on set when it's time for them to be in front of the camera. Right, right. I think I think what's important is is for artists, especially if you're new in the industry, um, even some people who have been around for a while. You know, when you're working with um, when you're working on a new show, whether you've worked with a department head before, I think it's just always important to just ask, like, you know, how do you want things done? Um, you know, just, just ask the questions. Even if you've done it a hundred times somewhere else, just ask because it's better than getting on set and then doing something, you know, you're just assuming things are done a certain way. It's just, that's just crazy. I think you should just, go on a, on a new show and just ask how they like things done 
and and just kind of you know stay in your lane, do your job, and and go home. You know, don't right. don't try to, you know, don't try to take pictures. Don't try to be friendly with the actors. Just do your job. If if you know, like I said, the department head or the key introduces introduces you to an actor, fine. If not, go home. Do your work. Go right. home. Be done. Right. Because another thing, I'm saying from an actor's point of view, they they don't want to work with a, a groupie. They don't want to work exactly. with a family. They want, exactly. No, they don't. They want to work with a professional person who's going to be watching out for them. So all they need to concentrate on is their lines and their beats and their That's emotions. Right. That's right. Yeah. So they don't want to work with, you know, a fan that's sitting around talking about stuff that they don't really he- want to hear. And some of exactly. them are very nice and, and, you know, won't say anything and try to excuse themselves. But then I see, you know, I've seen other ones who are very messy. They throw their hand right up. Like when mm-hmm. you're coming over trying to have a conversation, like they throw their hand up like, don't don't come over here. Yep. That kind of thing. Yep. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yep. and, and just have to understand this. This is, this is, all of this is we're trying to get the story on the screen and everybody has different methods. I'm talking about in the acting world, how they do it. There are some people who are method, they're going to stay in the character the whole time. And then there are other people who can come right out the scene and start talking, go to the craft services table and chat a little bit and go right back in and jump right, pop back in the scene. Everybody's not like that. So I just mm-hmm. like to get people the courtesy. You know, I'm not trying to sit under them. I like them to have their space so that they can think in between what they have to do or make a personal phone call. I'm just not there to hang out. I'm just there to protect the integrity of their look and their space, you know, yeah. as it pertains to the makeup and hair department. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny because I'm sitting here thinking of, of something I just said about, you know, if you're new on a show and all this stuff. And I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, I've seen some department heads just go about things the wrong way as well. And, and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. people who have been in the business for years, but yet I, I know some department heads, I won't even say what department they're in, but I know some department heads who have every actor that they worked with in their phone, their phone numbers locked in their phone. And, mm-hmm. and to this day, they'll, they'll text these actors. Um, and, and some of these actors are, are married men. And I'm just like, you're not even working on the same show with this person. What you texting this man for? This is what I'm saying to myself. But, mm. you know, I, I, I see it all the time. That's, and it's yeah. like, I don't care if this person, you know, I don't care if this person texts you and sent you a meme or something. You know, it's just, it's just a certain way that you put it this way. It's, it's, it's a certain way that I'm going to carry myself. How you choose exactly. to carry yourself is how you choose to carry yourself. And I can't, I can't judge you by the things that you do, but some things are um, are a little out of order. And I think um, sometimes people can they get themselves in some dangerous situations sometimes just by doing mm-hmm. just by going about things the wrong way. And it's like you can you can see things happening, but sometimes it's sometimes for me I I just it's better for me to just keep my mouth closed. <laughs> When you're dealing right. with with grown grown women and grown men, and it's not your business, you know. But right. like I said, I, I I see some department heads go about it the wrong way, and it can it can end up being a messy situation if if they're not careful. 
Right. I, oh, yeah. You know, I have to. But I think I'm a little different because I will say something. You know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll try to find the right moment to say something. I'll, because I want everybody to win, you, if you mm-hmm. understand. And, and you know, now, if I give you advice and you don't take it, then it's on you. But at least I did my part, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, I've I, I just, you know, and I, I, I recently had a, another situation where a list veteran actress on set with two other actors in a discussion with the director before they shoot the scene. This is a discussion. And the person just walks up and starts messing with the actor's hair while they're in the discussion. Just, you know, and then she wasn't the department wow. head. But she just went in and started putting her hands in her hair. I called her, you know, but called her in a nice way and just motioned for her to come over. And I just said, don't do that. And it's not a young person. It's not young. You know, it's not always somebody that's new to the industry. I just think sometimes people are not thinking. Or maybe they're thinking so much about what they need to do next that they're not considering the space that they're in at that moment or what's going on at that moment. And when you see a director discussing a scene with the actors, that is not the time that you go in and start running your fingers through somebody's hair. So, you know, and right. I called her over and I just told her, I, I said, don't do that. I said, you know, this person is really nice, but there are other people who really will, like, embarrass you. And so you just have to, you know, I just like to tell people when they don't seem to know so that they can, you know, not make that mistake again. You know, and then some people want to do what they want to do, you know, anyway. But I just, if I, if I see something, if I witness something, I feel like if if it's going to cause them to, you know, for them to say, look, I don't want that person around me. Yeah, because they will say that. I mean, the actors will right. come back and oh yeah, he's keep them out of my space or, or something like that. You know, and I don't want anybody yeah. to, you know, to have a bad impression because they just didn't think. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just so, it's just so many instances where people can make bad decisions, but based on how they think this is or how they think the business is, and they're not thinking it in a sense that, okay, it's a multi-million dollar business and we have so many hours in the day to do it and they just don't have time to do things over, you know, because you've, you've uh, made a mistake or you're wasting time or you're holding up set or whatever it might be, you know, just get mm-hmm. in, do your touches, get out. You know, it's just... And just mm-hmm. Do you guys, do you guys, before we get off, do you, let me just ask you, do you guys think that um, some people, so for instance, someone who's been doing makeup or someone who's been doing hair um, for some years before they, say for instance, they get to film and television, do you think sometimes the behavior comes from, comes from other parts of the industry, for example, um, 
maybe someone who's worked in the music business and now they're doing film and television. Maybe, maybe a hairstylist who's been in the salon for years, now they're doing film and television. Do you think sometimes some of the things, the way they, um, they're set etiquette or the way they go about things has a lot to do with other parts of the beauty industry or other parts of the entertainment industry that they've worked in? I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's really important when you get someone new, you know, you you, you take them under your wing and just tell them, like, you know, you can't do this. And even some people who just, like, just a commercial makeup artist where they are doing the makeup, hair, wardrobe, mm-hmm. that thing. I've seen those mm-hmm. type of people come to set and start, you know, they're there for makeup, but I'll see them, you know, doing something to a person's wardrobe. Because right. that's what they usually do. And, and of course, you know, you cross those union lines, again, you know, you can be chastised really quickly mm-hmm. by whatever department you, you know, maybe they don't want it buttoned up to the top, you know, as continuity has it open. So, yeah, I honestly do believe that, that based on their experience. Yeah. Yeah. To get you know, because it was a, it was, it's a lot, it's a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. It is a lot, and that, and I think that's why it's important that if 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 you want to be in film and TV, that that you actually learn exactly what it is and exactly what you're going to be doing, because sometimes you can get on these shows and there won't be anybody to take you under their wing. You know, they're just going to assume that you know, and and they're going to keep it moving. So it's important to just really find out. You know, you know, really what set etiquette is all about, really what the film and TV industry is all about. How do you operate as a makeup artist on film and television? Like these are these are questions that you need to have answered um, as much as possible, I think. Right. You know, prior to, because, again, yeah. you do. You, I, I remember when, you know, like when I started out, I didn't know. I didn't even know how to read a call yeah. sheet. Yep. You, but you watch, and then I started when to go in, when to go in and do a touch, when to get out. Or, like, if they was having a big setup, you can get your actor a little bit before so you can touch them up so they're ready to go when they're back on set. You know, it's just so, it's just so many things that you can learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, again, you know, but I did. I asked, I asked a lot of questions. Me too. When I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny that you were talking about not knowing the call sheet or whatever. Um, I think I mentioned this last Sunday when we were talking with Ghazi, but um, I was saying how you invited me to assist you on, it was an independent film that was, that was, that you were working on. And um, I I can't remember if they had a call sheet or not, but it was an opportunity. For, you said an, an important word, which is watch. It was an opportunity for me to, I mean, I was there to assist you and to, you know, whatever it was you were having me to do. I think I was maybe touching up the people in the congregation. It was like a scene in a church. So, mm-hmm. but it also gave me an opportunity to sit and watch what you were doing, you know, and like mm-hmm. if they, you know, if they called for last looks or something like that, I, you know, you could hear the term and then watch what you do. Um, right. And then when I, when I had my first opportunity 
you know, um, on the wire, you know, you probably, you know, you gave me the call. She, you kind of went over like, you know, what certain things were, what they meant, whatever. Um, I was working in background, but it was still an opportunity, an opportunity for me to watch. I mean, I didn't go into it not knowing anything because I've had that, you know, a little bit of an experience working on the independent um, and then other jobs that I did um, around town. But um, it was an opportunity, again, to watch. But then also, you know, you gave me a little bit in the beginning, sent me on my way to background. But then, you know, you have other people that were there working in background that this wasn't their first day. So, you kind of like let them lead in some ways for some things, like when it, when it comes to being on set and when you get up and go touch up, you're watching like when they get up and go, you know, paying attention to what, um, what other people that's, that's in your department are doing versus, right. uh, you know, versus just, jump, just jumping up randomly going when you see something. You know, sometimes um, on a photo shoot, sometimes hairstylists and makeup artists see something some, sometimes I've seen where they won't even say anything to the photographer. They'll just walk up and start touching the person or they'll say, Oh, can I fix this and start going in? You know, it's like when you're coming from different, um, right. different types of jobs, you have to be mindful that it, it, it happens differently on this type of a job, you know, on a film set or a TV set, it happens one way on a photo shoot. It may happen some kind of other way. You know, when you're working with a, someone in the music business, um, they're having a performance or something, then it works a total, you know, totally different way or commercial, you know, very close and similar to film and television. So you just have to be mindful of what the job is and realizing that sometimes things, um, things go on a little differently. You know, and also, and how, how your department, the makeup or hair department interacts with the other departments around you, like say for instance, an AD, um, the mm-hmm. first AD that if there is something like there's some major change that I have to do, I like to give them an estimate, you know, like, look, well, between this scene and this scene, I'm going to have to do this and it's going to take me 15 minutes. You know, I just want to make sure I have the time to do that. So you're not expected to do that in the last minute. So, you know, knowing which department that you can interact with to to make your job easier and then you're not under the eight ball trying to do something really fast or in a way that that you're not going to be satisfied with the outcome because you just didn't have enough time to do it, you know. So I believe right. in asking ahead of time as well. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. It, like you said, it just makes your job a lot easier. Right. Anything that you can think, just having just, just, just anything that you can think of that, that you, okay. Like, even like when you're on set and you pack your set bag, I like to have what I call an alert kit. So that means that I can, I'll have a little blood, a little dirt, some sweat, adhesive, whatever I mean like even chopped hair or something, because if, in fact, they ask you for something, you don't always have a chance to run back to the makeup trailer to get it. So just have a right. like a little alert kit with your, your, with your set kit so that if something comes up, you have it right there. 
Mm-hmm. That's smart. Yeah. I used to you keep know, being on the top Mm-hmm. Just being prepared. No, it's part of your energy mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just going to say, I remember I used to keep the chopped hair in, you know, one of those little um, stackable jars type thingies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I used to keep the chopped hair in different <laughs> different colors um, in mm-hmm. my set bag. It was just something that I always had in the bag just just in case. Yes. You never know. <laughs> you never know. It's just always just trying to be prepared for anything. And, and you, know, even, you know, it is one other thing. Like we've many times have used the craft, you know, for <laughs> for like you know, I just remember one time we had a scene and they the you know, sometimes the directors would just say, Oh, well I want them foaming at the mouth. I mean, foaming mm-hmm. at the mouth, you know, and then, you know, I, I just remember saying really quick, I said, go ask the medic if they have any alka salsa, you know. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and then, of course, you know, get to think really fast sometimes. And I and then, and then I would mm-hmm. tell people, whoever we were giving it to, are uh, you allergic to this? Are you allergic? You know, you know, you don't want to give anybody mm-hmm. any medication. You know, you could probably right. do these day emergency or something, but we didn't have emergency. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Back then. So um <laughs> so after he said I want foaming at the mouth. And so um and so we just had I said just get extra bottles of water so they can rinse and spit, you know, right away. But right. Uh, they were foaming at the mouth. You know That's right. or <laughs> you know that's right, by any means. But it, but you had it. You thought, you know, think fast. Yes, think Absolutely. fast. Absolutely. Well, I know, Debbie, you have to get up early for work. So we're not going to hold oh, you any been, longer. It's been such a pleasure. Yes, you know, fun. <laughs> It's such a pleasure, and I just thank you so much for asking me, and I, and I'll visit again. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Glad you said that, because you know we'll call you. <laughs> please, please do. Please do. Thank we'll you so much. All right. All right. Thank All you, right. Debbie. And good luck to everyone. All right. Have a good Have night. night. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. That is our time. Uh, thank you, guys, for tuning in. Um, shouting out Jennifer Ivy and Sharon Tina. I see you out there. Thank you for tuning in. And for those for the other ones who are on the line, thank you, guys, for um, tuning in as well. And for those who are listening, um, if you, those who are online actually listening, and then those who will listen via the playback, we thank you guys as well. Any last-minute thoughts or words? Yes. yes, yes. Oh, last-minute thoughts. <laughs> this conversation could really go on um, all night, actually. It's just, you know, I just think it's important for people to come and do the job that they were hired to do 
nothing extra. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I think people, you know, and I know there are like, like a lot of people that we admire that we see on TV or that we hear on the radio and things like that. And so sometimes it can be, you know, a little exciting when there's a certain celebrity there or whatever. And when you're not working closely with that person, you know, you feel like, well, gosh, you know, I've always wanted to meet so-and-so. I've always wanted to meet so-and-so. And so you're thinking sometimes that, oh, I may not, you know, may not ever see them again. I may not get the opportunity to see them again. And, you know, sometimes you want to walk up to them and ask for an autograph or ask for a picture or whatever. But when, when actors and other celebrity types come to work, when they come to set to work, they're not expecting that from the crew. Mm-hmm. For them, they're expecting the crew to be um, – in their heads, a little bit more professional. They they don't want the crew to act like groupies. They just want the crew to treat them like they're just what they are, everyday people. But although they carry a certain title or position, we get that, and we get that you know these are the people that entertain us. But you're as a as a crew member, you're in the entertainment industry, so in a way, you're a part of that entertainment. So. For them, they don't, they don't want to come to work and, and have people running up to them for autographs or for pictures. They get that out on the street. You know what I mean? So they would much right. rather um, much rather you just, you know, speak and keep it moving. Again, like I was saying before, when 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 an actor wraps and it's their last day of shooting, the, you know, the for the show, that's more than – that's a better time, actually, to actually get your photo things like that, because most people do. You'll see the grips or um, one of the ADs or something saying, hey, so-and-so, can I get, can we get a picture together? More than likely at that point, depending on how long the show is, you've worked with that person for three months at that point. At that point, we're all, a, we're all a, you know, a little family at that point. Everybody knows each other well enough. That, that actor has seen you on set every single day. More than likely that actor is calling that grip by their name. Because they've worked with them for every, you know, you know, every day, you know what I mean. That that's a better time at the end of the show to do things like that because then it makes it look like everybody's a fan. It doesn't look like there's one person sticking out as a goofy. Everybody's like saying, "Hey, I admire you. You know, I admire your work on your other shows. I admire, um, you know, I admire your work on this show." But it's at the end of the show. It's not at the beginning. This person can let their hair down. They don't have to worry about remembering any lines. They're done. At this point, they're pro- they probably feel more relaxed, and they're probably um, more than willing to take a photo with you because maybe they want the photo as well. You know what I mean? So maybe they may want to get that photo on their phone because they, you know, because because a lot of times after working so long so long together, we actually feel like we're a family. We, and especially if it's a television show, and you know, it's a chance that the show may get picked up and come back for another season. You know, we're hoping that we, you know, you come back for another season. So everybody really feels like a family, and it's almost like until we meet again, let me get this photo. Because sometimes the actors, they go home and they do the same things that we do. Oh, I work with this person, I work with that person, or you know, if they're married or 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 have significant others, they may say, oh, this is the guy I was telling you about. You know what I mean? So they can show pictures as well. But to do that when you first meet somebody, it's a bit much. And again, actors, you know really don't want to deal with certain things like that. So it's just best for you to just come to work, do your job. Again, this is the entertainment business. You're going to meet a lot of actors. 
this may not be the first or last time that you meet that you run into a certain actor. You're going to meet a lot of people. I've I've worked now on shows that I've worked, you know, might have worked two or three times seeing the same actor on different shows. So it's okay not to get the photo the first time around. You'll see them again, or if it wasn't meant for you to get the photo, it just wasn't meant for you to get the photo. Like, let's not treat these people as if, you know, we've got to rush in and start having all these conversations with them. And no, they're there to do a job. It's like you're there to do a job, and we have to remember that. We're there to do a job. So, and if you don't quite understand what that job is, then, like I said before, ask the questions. Ask the questions, what is, it, what is it that you want me to do? And you do that. You do that. But most of the time, actors will notice those people that don't say much or who don't do much more than they, you know, and they're not even willing to look at some of the people who are just, like, over the top, you know. So it's best to just, you know, stay in your lane, do your job, and get through the day. That's my, my thoughts on, on the whole set etiquette topic. You know, people can get out of right. hand, and like I said, some some situations can get can get a bit dangerous with with how people carry themselves. And you know, we don't think about things like that, but it's it's so true. It's so true. But yep. you can follow Beauty Talk on Facebook. We're Beauty Talk Online Radio. You can find us on Twitter with Beauty underscore Talk, and you can find us on Instagram with Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media. And then you can follow Janice and I both on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever, social media, Pinterest, <laughs> all of them, just simply by our names. Janice Tunnell is J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And Denise Tunnell is D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. All right. With that being said, everyone have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.